electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. This is the American Greek Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. It's a tragic story that breaks the heart of nearly everyone who hears it. A young mother suffering from a terminal illness trying to make the most of the time she has left. Just outside of Birmingham, Alabama, Jennifer Flynn Cataldo says she's dying of cancer. Jenny was a very sweet girl. She was quiet. Uh, She was pretty reserved. Josh Moon is an investigative reporter who becomes deeply invested in Cataldo's situation. He says Cataldo claims her maladies began when she went to the doctor for a biopsy. The instruments that were used in the biopsy were dirty. And that caused her to get sepsis in her blood, which then turned into cancer. He says Cataldo claims the cancer starts in her brain, but soon spreads throughout her body, causing her to lose one kidney and severely damage the other. And she currently had several tumors in her brain and in throughout her abdomen. Cataldo is a former school teacher, happily married and the mother of a young son. Her parents cared strongly about her. Her husband appeared to be there for her. She had a great child that uh, loved his mother very much. Her elderly parents, Robert and Sally Flynn, help manage her care. They take her to doctor appointments and help her with medical bills. So they were just paying the entire family's bills. They paid their mortgage, their grocery bills, their light bills, everything. They would go and just ask her how much money she needed for the month, and they would write her out a check. Cataldo's illness drags on for years. Her health never seems to improve, but she manages to stave off death. She was also getting uh, donations from churches. She was getting private donations, things like that, because she had these Facebook videos where she would just blatantly ask, I'm I'm dying, can you please give me money, help take care of my child. This cancer roller coaster has been incredibly hard and incredibly draining, and it's going to end incredibly horribly. In 2016, friends of the family set up a GoFundMe to help pay for her medical costs. They raised $27,000. And Jenny Cataldo herself sets up another GoFundMe so the family can go to Disney World for one last vacation. She asks for $4,000 but raises ten. One, one last time, one last trip to Disney World and how tough it is on her and her kid and how her kid is watching his mom die and, uh, you know, really, really pulling the heartstrings. After Cataldo's successful GoFundMe campaigns, reporter Josh Moon gets an email that would ultimately lead him to one of the biggest scoops of his career. And I remember, man, I remember like it was yesterday, I was walking out of the state house uh, in, in Montgomery, and I checked my phone, and there were you know, several emails, but one of them said corruption, uh, political corruption. And you think, well, this is something I should check out. The email is from Robert Flynn, Jenny Cataldo's father. Flynn claims that state officials are trying to steal money from his daughter. 
and it laid out this unbelievable scheme where the governor and the attorney general of the state of Alabama had conspired to steal a $17 million verdict from his daughter, who was sick and dying. Moon says the claim seems ridiculous, but Alabama has recently experienced a corruption scandal involving the governor. Uh, it sounds insane, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm in a state where, again, the governor and, and the chief justice have, have all been removed. And so, you know, you think, well, maybe. He calls Robert Flynn. Flynn says that according to his daughter, Jenny, she's due to receive $17 million from a verdict in a medical malpractice lawsuit. But the politicians are conspiring to deny her the money and take it for themselves. He clearly believed what he was saying. Honestly, when I hung up the phone with him, I thought, man, I might have something here. I mean, this might be this might be a pretty good story. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Political reporter Josh Moon thinks he has a major scoop. An elderly man claims Alabama politicians are trying to steal millions of dollars from his daughter, Jenny Cataldo, who is dying of cancer. Moon contacts Jamie Moncus, an attorney who Jenny claims is representing her. I was in my office one day. The phone rang, answered the call. Uh, that was a weird conversation. And what I heard next was pretty shocking. Josh Moon has a story, all right, just not the one he thought he had. He tells Moncus the scandalous tale that Jenny Cataldo's father has shared. It, it was obvious she was using me. Turns out, Jamie Moncas isn't Jenny Cataldo's attorney. He's just a childhood friend of her brother. I hadn't had any contact with Jenny in probably at least 25 years. She was using me in my role as, a, as an attorney who handled these type cases to perpetrate a story that just wasn't true. And not only is Moncas not representing the dying woman, he's pretty damn sure she's not dying. I knew pretty quickly that Jenny did not have cancer. And it just didn't make sense to me. With a little research, Monka soon realizes that there was never any $17 million settlement. It's a ridiculously tall tale. He reaches out to the U.S. Attorney's Office, which puts him in touch with the FBI. Moncus begins making phone calls to Jenny Cataldo and her parents and recording the conversations. Hey, Jenny, it's Jamie. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, not great, but I'm okay. Is it a kidney infection? Uh-uh, it's a kidney failure. Oh, man. My kidneys are failing. That's something that you never want to really think about anybody that they're lying about something so serious. Okay, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'm throwing up blood and I'm... Jeez. I mean, like, to the point to where I'm like, okay, if I didn't have a seven-year-old, I would be gone. And I think I ended up on the phone with both her mom and her dad. They had obviously been invested in this false story for years. 
Moncasoon suspects that Jenny Cataldo is pulling a scam on her own family. It's my understanding that the whole family, her husband, her mom, her dad, and everyone else in the distant family believe that she was suffering from brain cancer. She's even fooled her son, who spends his young life thinking his mom is dying. Cataldo shaves her head to complete the look. But while the lie to her son is heartbreaking, some of her fabrications are just plain ridiculous. She said that uh, Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg came to the state of Alabama to personally investigate why she had not received this lawsuit money. I guess at some point, the you know the old adage, you know, the bigger the lie, the easier it is for people to believe. It's you know, because who would make up such a grand lie? The bigger the lie, the more money comes her way. I started thinking about all the other people who had given her money. And at this time, she was actively soliciting more and more money through the GoFundMe platform. Moncus, working with the feds, even chips in a few hundred dollars to keep his cover. The reason I did so is to give me some credibility with her so that she would continue to talk to me and so I could supply the FBI with more information. After several months of listening to recorded conversations, FBI agents arrest Cataldo in the spring of 2017. Jamie Moncus has the unfortunate job of calling her parents. He says they're not angry, just confused. I can only imagine that they were in shock. I felt, I felt a responsibility to, to tell them the truth of what had happened. In August 2017, Cataldo pleads guilty to wire fraud and bank fraud. She's sentenced to two years in prison. According to her guilty plea, she fraudulently raises more than $260,000, mostly through Facebook, fundraisers, and direct donations from friends. $37,000 is raised through GoFundMe campaigns. That's on top of the money she's drained from her parents. Uh, Robert Flynn told me that they had spent nearly $500,000 of their retirement money, which was just about all of it. A government sentencing document states that Cataldo used the money to buy 30 to 40 Percocets per day. The rest was spent frivolously. So the best we could tell from looking at bank records was it was a lot of junk. Um, There was no one big ticket item that you would expect to see out of a case like this. The government says Cataldo kept up her scheme for three years. So what I find really interesting with her case is that she was battling cancer, but nobody ever went to a single doctor's appointment. Her mother says that she she just kind of dropped her off at the hospital and, and let her go do her treatments and everything else. Uh, when we talked to Jenny, Jenny said, I would just go walk around the hospital for a few hours. GoFundMe once again says they'll refund money donated on their platform. In their statement to American Greed, they say it's disheartening when a few bad actors take advantage of the GoFundMe community and the generosity of their own friends and family. Thanks for listening to the American Greed Podcast presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. 
You don't have to hide how you feel. 